Watch the headbutts and elbows. No rabbit punches, no low blows. This will not be a clean fight, so protect yourself at all times. The underdogs are coming for the throne. This is the B-Sides Boxing Podcast. Let's do the thing that we do. <clears throat> All right. Welcome, welcome, beloved listener, because there's only one of you, maybe two. Hey. Uh, welcome <laughs> back to another edition of B-Sides Boxing. I'm joined by Drip and Shanata once again. Land of the Rising Sun. I think it's already risen at this point, but it's all good. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, the sun comes up early here. <laughs> We've got quite a bit of extracurricular news, more than uh, reviews and previews. So let's get right into it. Uh, nothing, no, no uh, fun shit to throw out because we've got fun shit on December 23rd. Uh, that was supposed to be the day, the original date for Fury vs. Usyk. Obviously that got pushed back. So um, uh, Daddy Eddie decided to step in and put together a stacked card, like a who's who of everything. I don't want to hear any Eddie Hearn slander after this. Uh, renowned author Eddie Hearn. <laughs> uh, so let's get let's uh, just list these off real quick, and then we'll uh, go from the bottom. Or let's just go from the bottom up here. So we got Jai Opataya. He's the probably I want to say consensus best cruiserweight right now. Um, he's pretty solid. If you haven't seen him fight before, I highly recommend it. I haven't seen who his opponent's going to be yet. Uh, I think I actually got announced. Uh... Oh really? Ellis Zorro, that's who it is. Oh, damn. Zorro. Must be an IBF. It's it's a big who. Right. Uh, what this there's was this joke? Um, like the you know how the birds say like cheeky Nandos. So the sure. the joke was um no. was cheeky Mandos with Eddie, Eddie and the IBF. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I like Nandos. I've never had it, so I can't really say. But I, I hear it's I good. I actually had it. First time I had it was actually in Chicago <laughs> instead of the UK. But yeah. I had the one in the UK too, and it was a night and day difference. But really? anyway, that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jaya Pattaya is probably doing another IBF mandatory here, which is fine, I guess. Um, Philip Pergovich. Has his opponent been announced? Because I didn't see. Uh, yes, it's uh, Mark DeMori, last I heard. Lame. Another, another who? Yeah. So something interesting that I saw about this was that Hergovich is the IBF number one ranked contender and Otto Wallin is number two. If you know anything, if you know or don't know, whatever, the IBF never fills their, when they've put out their contender list, they never fill the first and second slots because their bylaws require that the first or second guy gets, is a mandatory shot at the champion, right? So they typically don't have them filled. Now, mm -hmm. if they have Hergovich and Wallin at one and two, they are clearly line. Someone, one of these two guys has to get the shot at whoever wins between Fury and Usyk. Uh, assuming Hergovich wins, or like if they weren't fighting here, like Hergovich would get the first shot. <clears throat> but uh, Fury and Usyk have uh, bi-directional rematch clauses set up just like uh, Spence and Crawford did. So after the first fight, they're 
going to be rematching. It's going to happen. Make peace with it. Uh, <laughs> but the IBF is going to strip uh, Usyk of the IBF belt. Fucking terrible. Yeah. That's uh, ridiculous. Right. So assuming Hergovic and, well, Wallian's probably going to lose to AJ, but uh, Hergovic, we're assuming he wins. He's probably going to fight um, whoever the next top contender is for the vacant belt. So ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, that situation's playing out in welterweight as well. Terrence Crawford got his IBF belt stripped and uh, Jerron Ennis got elevated to full champion, which is Ooh. lame. Not the way you want to win a win a title there, I would expect. No. Was, I mean, if Devin Haney can do it and feel good right. about it. Uh, so that's uh, that's the situation with Hergovic. Um, Frank Sanchez versus Junior Fa. This one was kind of fun. Uh, I like Frank Sanchez. That to call they called him the or ESPN referred to him as the most avoided heavyweight. Uh, <laughs> kind of have kind of agree. Also kind of a kind of funny. Just I don't know. It's just, it's kind of maybe the same reason that uh like Rigondeaux was avoided for so long. High, very high risk, pretty low reward. He's like a yeah. a hardcore fans boxer. Unfortunately, I don't think Junior Fa is going to go Fa or with a Frank Sanchez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, look that joke. Sorry, sorry. Look at that. Oh, that was a good the one. The only time I've seen Junior Fa, I think, was during uh, COVID when he fought Parker. Parker, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. No, ju- no, it was Justice Hooney. Never mind. That was who I saw on the on a recent one. The I don't watch heavyweights very often. So, <laughs> well then, you might you're probably not going to be watching this card. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah right? no, I'll watch this card. <laughs> All I right. just mean I don't go out of my way for the kind of B-listers. Oh, uh, that's unfortunate, given we'll our name here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> these are the people you're supposed to advocate for. We're supposed to like them. All right. so, I'm here for the lower weight classes. Yeah. You guys can handle the heavyweights. So this, um, I have a typo here on the dock, which I'll say in a second, but I'm going to say it's a Freudian <laughs> slip, okay? Because it, it's Daniel Dubois. No kidding, but I have it spelled Dudbois. So there you yep. go. That wasn't an accident. Oh, uh, I'm Freudian slip. I didn't do it on purpose. I re- I'm. I promise I did not. But he's fighting Gerald Miller. Um, so is this like a we, chicken we... wing eating contest? Or <laughs> I was like, can we actually dive into this one just a wee bit? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so we obviously could tell um, Dubois, his heart's not all in it, and. Uh, granted, Gerald Miller isn't the most fundamentally sound boxer, but he's a big boy. He could take a hit, and he definitely cracks. So it's like, Dubois should win, but it's also like, will he? Will he win? If There's he wants question, to, kinda... then he could. But yeah, you're right. Because like, obviously, you know, Dubois has been in there with higher level competition than Miller, but like, every time Dubois gets cracked, you know, it's a question of, all right, do you want to keep fighting or? Yeah, he, fight? his heart isn't in it. And as, as much. Granted, Miller doesn't have like a crazy highlight reel, but if you if you've seen a few of his fights, you see he just relentless pressure coming forward, and he's a big floppy guy. So it's like, 
I don't know. I, I Dubois should win, but I'm also wouldn't be surprised if he like gets you know if he loses. Huh. Is this based on him taking a knee against Joyce? Uh, knee against Joyce, oh. knee against Usyk. Oh, I forgot about the Usyk one. Yeah, okay. Usyk's future that... children didn't forget. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> That's true. The upper cut from hell. Uh, no, because that broken eye, his, his corner should have stopped it. But yeah, no, I forgot about the Usyk one. Yeah, I I think he's kind of quit twice. Exactly. So it's like if Gerald just like pressures him too much and he, he probably does crack. He's like, what, 300 some pounds, the dude? Yeah, I'm sure he cracks hard. So it's like on paper, Dubois should win. But I had that lingering feeling of maybe it doesn't go his way. Might um, be worth placing a small bet on Miller. It's probably really wide odds. Maybe. Honestly, yeah. The Showtime a uh, boxing podcast rest in peace they would refer to it they would call it uh, a pizza so like $20 or whatever yeah that's bet. usually what i bet on those long shots bet a bet a pizza maybe uh Gerald Miller i i'm not sure cuz he since he's been caught for PEDs like four times or whatever then he got suspended for like a decade it, I don't. I, it doesn't seem like he's he has it anymore. Like he was riding a his chemical hype train there for a mm -hmm. while, and now that he's not able to use that anymore because he's under the highest levels of scrutiny at this point, you, he doesn't really have. He has to rely entirely on his own ability, and I'm not entirely certain that like the skill. Yes. Like he was a pretty successful kickboxer in addition to being a pretty successful boxer. So he's obviously got the he's has the know-how. It's just a matter of can can he flop around the ring with 350 pounds for an extended period of time? If Dubois has the heart, then I really don't see a whole lot of avenues for Gerald Miller. <laughs> but that's the problem. If Dubois has the heart? Yeah. Um <laughs> I mean, if Usyk cracked him and he went down, I can't imagine if, like, Miller lands like an overhand right on him, what would happen? Well, um, I don't know. I guess we'll see what Dubois has to say about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's really what it's going to come down to, is him, I think. And yeah, I just want to throw a little side piece in there. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. Uh, Beevil will be fighting Lyndon Arthur. This is a unification fight. Actually, I'll have you know, WBA and the very prestigious IBO. This is a oh. yeah, this is a good one. Oh my, yeah, imagine that. It's going to be a five belt unification with better be if if when that happens. A whole uh, lot of if, a <laughs> whole lot of when. Uh, Lyndon Arthur, not a whole lot here. Not a whole lot going on here. Um, this no, is Eddie no. getting one of his guys paid. Uh, and keeping Bivol busy since he hasn't fought in quite some time. Mm -hmm. Not not a whole lot to expect here. No, not much. No, I don't recognize this guy at all, actually. For good reason. There's not a whole lot to recognize. <laughs> He's not so much a who, but it's kind of like, oh, him. Yeah, it, for, yeah, it's, oh, yeah, Lyndon Arthur. Great. <laughs> what a fantastic use of Bivol's time. 
Yeah, free payday for both of them. Yeah, that right. That's exactly what it is. These guys are getting paid. Uh, right. Moving on to the co-main here. Wilder versus Parker. Uh, something that I had been hoping for, I don't know, like six years ago. Whenever, <laughs> whenever it is that uh, Parker fucking jobbed Andy Ruiz in uh, Auckland. I say job. It was oh, a majority yeah. decision. It was really close, but, you know, mm-hmm. hometown guy is going to get the nod. But, uh, yeah, Par- he and Parker, they were kind of the lesser skilled sort of heavyweight titleists at the time. So that's mm-hmm. kind of fun. Would you guys think this fight will be closer? Or is, is why they're going to spark him, like, at some point? I mean, Parker's really not like a slouch. He's not. Um, he came out really strong in his last one, the last fight in uh, the Night of Heavyweights that was in Saudi Arabia not too long ago. So that was good, but he's been pretty flat before then. He's been winning, but it hasn't been very good. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm. Yeah. I don't know. I think it takes a little while, but Wilder sparks him. Yeah, I was going to say, he's like, going to last longer than Hellenius did. By Yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely will. It's just, a, I would give it, I don't know. Like six four, rounds? Yeah, I was going to say like five to seven, four to, four to six, four to seven, somewhere in that neighborhood before it's over. Uh, I don't know. I guess maybe bet the... Bet the over on how many rounds Parker goes. I'm gonna guess it's like the over is gonna be the over under is gonna be like at four, four or five. I'll take your bet on that. I'll throw a pizza on it. I would throw a pizza on Parker going o- hitting the over, not winning, but he's gonna last longer than that. <laughs> and finally, AJ versus Otto Wallin. Let's talk about it. Yeah, the guy who beat. Tyson Fury on a cut. Mm-hmm. 100% beat him on a cut. Lesser fights have been stopped for lesser cuts than that. Yep. So, absolutely, that was, and it was caused by a punch. No matter how many ways they tried to frame it, no, that was caused by a punch, and that should have been stopped. So, Otto Wallin, the vanquisher of Tyson Fury. <laughs> <laughs> So I was listening to another, uh, not podcast, watching another of my YouTubers, favorite boxing YouTuber, Uncle Prapa. Shout to him if he's watching this or hearing us. Um, he threw out the fact that um, AJ switched up coaches. He didn't, not that he switched up coaches, actually, I shouldn't say that. He put Ben Davison as the head coach for this fight and has Derek James just on the side. And it's interesting because... Why would you do that last minute change up all of a sudden? You've been with DJ for, was it two fights so far? Maybe three? I don't recall when he started with them. But why suddenly go to Ben Davidson out of, out of nowhere? Yeah, I, no, I had uh, heard about that and I was a little bit confused as well. Like, why would you go from a trainer of the year type to Ben Davidson? <laughs> and uh, honestly, like, I don't, AJ should win on paper, but Wallen's. A technician, and he's a southpaw too. And, and Joey Gamache is pretty underrated as a coach. Yeah, like I feel like everyone's kind of thinking AJ should just stomp through Wallen, but I think it's going to be closer than we expect. Yeah, I it, think Wallen's another good pizza bet. 
Yeah, I would say you could put a pizza maybe on him. Going the distance. Maybe a double pizza. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, maybe a pizza and a half. Maybe like a Supreme, honestly, but... <laughs> Extra toppings on this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, like, jokes aside, I I don't know what AJ's plan is. Obviously, none of us know. Like, why switch to Ben Davidson last minute and then have DJ on the side for Otto Wallen, who's arguably going to be probably one of his harder fights, yeah. aside from, like, Usyk. Because, again, Southpaw, technician, he's still pretty young. He's only 32. And the only loss he has is, again, the should have been a win against Fury. Yeah. So. And yeah, and AJ's not great against those boss. No. No, not at all. So I, I might throw Supreme down on Wallen, honestly. Like, as much as I'm an AJ fan, like, I got to call how I see it. Well, and I tend to read too much into this, but AJ's been doing a lot of motivational speaking online lately. And that oh, yeah. usually means his head's not in a good spot. He's spending way too much time trying to convince himself yeah. that he's still. Drip, we, you and I were talking about this briefly, kind of on the side, was that his, exactly this, like his outward demeanor is really strange because um, he's trying to be, like on social media and stuff, he's trying to be the good guy hype man, mm -hmm. like the inspirational type of guy. But and like seeing him in press interactions, he's being a little bit more of the you know the old Femi, the old killer of old, the old killer of old, yeah, you know the classic vintage AJ yeah, that road, was roadman AJ. Yeah, that was a more of a brute, a refined brute we could say. But yeah, it's kind of weird how he's putting himself into like he's split braining this a little bit. I think he's having honestly like an identity crisis. Yeah. Probably. And I don't know if it's a being like in the media so much, like all these sponsorships, this, that, the third, like, you know, Wilder knows who Wilder is. Wilder is Wilder. There is no, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, split personality with Wilder. He's just Wilder. But AJ, you have like this commercial, like, um, just guy being positive, speaking at colleges and shit, just inspirational. Then you have Roadman AJ at press conferences, but it's like, all right, which one do we get at fights? Do we get Roadman AJ at the fight? Or do we get, like, commercial AJ at the fight? Right. And, you're, yeah, if you don't come in... Like, did would you say that he was dominating Hellenius? Uh, I, oh, I wouldn't say dominating honestly, is the right word. I think he, he looked was ahead comfortably. Yeah, yeah, tentative is a good word. He was, like, ahead comfortably, but very, very, very gun-shy. I wouldn't say it was a domination, though. I mean, obviously, he got the KO, but it it just seemed like he wasn't all there. There were some external factors that did put Hellenius in the, at more of a disadvantage than he already had coming in. Had He had been, he had just fought professionally, like, what, two weeks ago? Two mm -hmm. weeks before? And then comes in to fight one of the best heavyweights of the generation. And goes to round seven? Yeah. Or whatever it was? So there's a lot of external factors in that. Like he was pretty fresh with Derek James at the time. Um, mm -hmm. So, But uh, Hellenius was, kind. you could kind of say, physically drained or a little physically exhausted already. And now... But AJ couldn't finish that 
before seven. Right. Like I think Roadman AJ from the past would have finished him in like three. Yeah, it would have been a lot earlier, without a doubt. So there's some questions here. Uh, so the the word on the street, uh, I mean, it's probably really obvious. If AJ and Wilder win, they are fighting each other next. I uh, can't really speak <laughs> to it without seeing this. Once we, it, When we see this, it's about a little over a month away. Well, we can have a better say of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, assuming both of them win, I, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not sure. Based on previous performances for AJ, he's been jumping around trainers. Uh, Wilder's been with Malik Scott for quite a while now, and that has done wonders for him. Like technically, he can't. He's not so much the windmill Wilder that we knew before. Mm-hmm. I think uh, another thing to add for Wilder versus Parker, Wilder's been pretty inactive. The only thing he had was like a two-minute round against Hellenius. That's right. hardly a warm-up, so that might play a little factor into it, too. You think, of like, in terms of ring rust? I would say so, yeah. I wouldn't really call his, like, fight against Hellenius, like, anything special because it was, like, two minutes. What do you really, like, shake off in two minutes? So maybe some ring rust might play a factor. So it had been a quite a while from Hellenius to uh, Fury 3. Mm-hmm. So you get two minutes. Of, you get a camp, and then two minutes of actual fight time, and then we got right. another pretty long layoff coming into this. He's also thirty-eight, so his he can't kind of can't take like the hard back-to-back type of stuff, fighting two three times a year. Right. Maybe the rest is good for him, well, or at least won't hurt him so much. I don't know. I think Wilder retires by like 40, maybe, <laughs> depending on what he accomplishes still. If he fights AJ, then he probably retires after that. If he wins, I would say, because that's a lot of, that's a big payday right there. Oh, huge payday. Yeah. Off into the sunset, knowing you just sparked AJ. Well, forget about it. Excuse <laughs> 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 me. And if you want to be like the, the old high school quarterback holding on to your glory days, you could say that he he uh, stopped Tyson Fury as well, yeah. and that uh, Jack Reese was the saving grace there. That was a long count. It was. That was yeah, that was. <laughs> that boy was out cold. He yeah he was. Um, there was I I don't know how many videos I saw that were floating around social media of people going frame by frame. When Tyson Fury lands, they start a clock and then let it play through. And yeah, he doesn't beat the count. Like he's not even he's not even starting to get up at the time at when time hits. So I don't know, dude. I feel like a I saw a video a while back. It was like Jack Reese saying he gave Fury like that low extra time because of the championship fight on the last round. Like I think. Jack Reese said he started the count late on purpose. I could just be tripping, but I feel like I saw that a while back. No, no, I've seen that. He he did say that he counted slow. Oh, uh, that son of a bitch. Oh, so you, yeah, I, he must have had money on uh, Tyson Fury. <laughs> Someone was paying him. Yeah. Well, one thing I can say certainly before we move on is that if that was Tony Weeks, 
counting that, it would have been a win for Tyson Fury when he hit the ground. Ha 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 Raleigh Romero joke. All right, nobody. All right, moving along. Uh, you lost me. Yeah, uh, him stopping Barroso when Barroso oh, yeah. was winning. Yeah. So. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you have to explain it, it wasn't funny. Um, Shanata, you had uh, something to say about your lottery situation. Uh, yeah, I didn't get drawn for tickets to Anui. None whatsoever? None. Huh. No. No. So I, it's all Google translated Japanese, but I think I can enter a redraw for any tickets that weren't actually purchased hmm. next week. And after that, you can only resell them online because they have a name attached to them. So they have to sell them back to right. uh, Racket and or whoever it is. Uh, so I'm going to keep my eye out, but I really, I don't think I'm going to get to go. So I am now on the lookout for sports bars in, in Chiba. Uh, he's like Wait. a superstar there, right? So he should be okay. We should find something. Yeah, it's more uh, me not being able to find oh, a sports yeah. box. <laughs> uh, they're they're pretty rare actually here, and most of them just have the zone. Mm. So, which covers all of the soccer and baseball in Japan, which right. is mostly all they show. Yeah, they're. I know that uh, the J one in soccer is really big in the Asian tournament mm. yeah and they do have just a national professional league here as well um, so yeah i'm super bummed about that i was so excited to see anui live it's honestly one of the reasons why i applied for this job <laughs> <laughs> damn that's dedication that is dedication i mean i needed a job so but still that was a selling factor for that one in particular it definitely was Honestly, that would have very much been a strong consideration for me, too, if I were looking around and one of them was in Japan. Like, oh, shit, man, like, I could go see Inoue. Fuck. Yeah, I want to go. <laughs> yeah, and, like, this is pretty close to Tokyo, too, and everything. It makes it easy. Yeah. Even on a Tuesday night, I could get there after work. <sighs> uh, mm -mm. Anything before we get into our review block? Uh, not that we covered it all. Uh, it's a pretty sad one for me. It's a, it should be sad for everyone. It's We're reviewing from November 5th up to yesterday, November 18th. Uh, starting on the 11th, I remember saying about this, if you want to talk about British jobbers, go to Discord, because I don't have the fucking time for it. But this may be the one of the more entertaining cards of the entire block. It's really unfortunate. <laughs> so, you, you sell it so well. I know. I'm doing yeah, a really right? good job. Uh, Ishmael Davis stops Ewan McKenzie. Ewan? Ewan? Ewan. Whatever. In eight. Um, Ewan. Ewan. It's Ewan. Ewan. Yeah. Uh, Mark Dickinson stops Grant Dennis in five. These are middleweights. Uh, Davis McKenzie was our uh, 154s. And then Shabazz Masood split decision over Jose San Martin, welterweights. 
Um, I don't know enough about these guys to really say anything. Ah, uh, do me either. About them in the bigger picture. Uh, I remember no. Red knows who San Martin is for whatever reason. Mm. Well, we'll move on from that and get into the travesty. Absolute fucking travesty. That was the top rank car <laughs> oh, yes. on Thursday, November 16th, leading into Formula One weekend. We're going to go from the bottom up here just to get these uh, other things out of the way so we can all commiserate on the main event together. Uh, Emiliano Vargas, he stops Brandon Mendoza in two. This was a six-round fight at lightweight. Uh, Abdullah Mason stops Jose Cardenas in two. Another six-round lightweight um, between those two, they both look really awesome. I think uh, Top Rank has some really solid prospects right here. And mm -hmm. you can build them up to be uh, rivals in parallel before some kind of culmination later on in their careers. Like one, of, like Vargas comes from the, the fighting Vargas family. So he has that, uh, that kind of pedigree. Whereas Abdullah Mason is, I think he's a little bit more self-made here. So that's kind of fun. Oh, oh, Troy Isley. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, I want to say this, that I've been following him for quite a, quite a while. Him, uh, Keyshawn Davis, Abdullah Mason, a lot of these young top-ranked guys. I've been keeping up with them for a while. And this is the best that Troy Isley has looked in quite some time. And that is saying... Very little of this performance because it was not very good. It was not good at all. Um, I really tried, like I tried my best to find some silver linings, but there weren't very. There wasn't a whole lot. Vladimir Hernandez. Um, he's a. I know that he fights typically at 154, so I'm not sure if moving to 160 was a problem. Regardless, it didn't seem to be because it seemed like Troy Isley was having got more than he could handle here. Uh, yeah, I think we've uh, <laughs> we've found the ceiling for Troy Isley, which is unfortunate. Yeah, not, not much to say about him. I mean, it, it wasn't a good performance, so... Uh, yeah. I really wanted him to be something special, because I, I thought he had the makings. But... Fortunately, he is not him. Nope. Maybe he could fight uh, Nico Ali Walsh. <laughs> oh, yeah. that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, that would actually would would be pretty fitting for both of them. That'd be a fun fight to watch. Yeah. I would throw a pizza on that one. I'm just not sure who. I'd probably go with Nico, to be honest with you. <laughs> Which that if should be. If it goes be... to the cards. Yeah, if it goes to the cards, especially. But I don't know. I think uh, I think Nico might have might have the goods to win this level of a fight. Is he fighting soon? I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> if he comes across like the cards that I, as I'm like scouting them to put them into the outline, then sure, I'll pay attention. But I don't go. I don't follow him around. I don't give a fuck about his, him or his career. Oh god, this is funny. <laughs> Tell you the truth, I just don't care. I, yeah, I don't. <laughs> But, uh, you know, straight, fun fact about uh, Nico Ali Walsh is that he's Muhammad Ali's grandson. I don't know if you knew this, but hmm. I know that they really thought, tried to keep I, that under wraps. I thought he was Mike Tyson's son. Oh, damn it. Wrong guy, I guess. Yeah. 
Um, speaking of wrong guy, Emmanuel Navarrete gets the majority draw over Robson Conceição. What, what a good fight. Yeah, th this was the WBO 130 title. Uh, they always phlegm the R on Robson. I'm not doing that. I'm really sorry, buddy. Like, get a different letter or something. I don't know. <laughs> but this was a really, really entertaining fight. Uh, Navarrete does what he does, but uh, Conceição, holy shit, the heart and mm -hmm. the grit, the persistence. Man, he. And that's the best Conceição's looked in a while. It is, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. uh, he went from getting like double leg takedown by Shakur Stevenson and. <laughs> He lost to somebody else, uh, Oscar uh, Valdez. That's right, Oscar Valdez. Yeah. Oh yeah, he did. Those were his three title he, shots. He does always show up. Yes. And and he is always in it. Mm, yeah. I like watching say South fights. You know that they're not going to be boring. Yeah, he really does give everything he has. So I, I'm hopeful that they don't uh, relegate him to like the Troy Isley segment of the card. He he deserves a rematch here. I think Navarrete said the same thing. Like, this was an amazing. Yeah. This was great. Uh, this is what the fans love. This is what I love. I want to do it again. I do think uh, he loses a rematch, though. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think so too. I would Navarrete say he, has dynamite in his hands. He would get stopped in the rematch. I yeah. think. Uh, yeah, Nav. Oh my goodness. Uh, is it more? Conceição is super tough that he wasn't going down or wasn't being stopped with the monster shots that he was eating or like are, did we overestimate Navarrete's power no I think it was Conceição I think yeah. he has a hell of a chin and I think his defense is good enough they weren't landing as flush as they looked he was really like uh, rolling with a lot of it so it was yeah. really well played. He's a tough son of a bitch. That's all yeah. it is. Well, you know who's not a tough son of a bitch? Oh my I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to get into it. You know Shakur Stevenson gets the unanimous decision over Edwin De Los Santos to win the WBC lightweight title. I'm just going to say one thing and one thing only about this, and that's it. Never let Shakur headline a main event ever again and fucking fire Tim Bradley too while they're at it. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Stevenson is always boring. I hate his style of boxing. It's not fun. No, um, it's unfortunately the, um, as much as I appreciated his, uh, appreciated Andre Ward during his time, like, but it's, it is that kind of fighting it's just really grimy and it's like just enough to roll yeah, over the I'd, finish line i didn't like ward either yeah. so or rigatow <sighs> they're all just boring rigatow's a little different i think from those two um rigatow doesn't fight as much into or out of a clinch as shakur does or ward did uh, but he's all about avoiding damage. And waiting for the one big part of counter. the game, but and just throwing three punches around. Yeah, Red tried to count the punches, 
and <laughs> it, I think he fell asleep before him, before he could finish the fight. It, but like, I, weren't there multiple rounds where together they didn't hit double digits? Yes, there were multiple rounds where single digit punches, punches, not power punches or not jabs, punches were landed. Absolutely revolting. Uh, Stevenson said that he was uh, that something wasn't right. He re he didn't he refused to specify, um, saying he didn't want to give any excuses. But uh, he did say something was wrong. They were speculating that it was a hand issue. If your hand is so messed up that you can only throw three punches around, don't back out of the fight. Right. Bro, like, the only thing that was you wrong. Can win without throwing fight or throwing punches, just don't do it. The only thing that was wrong is he's a bitch. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Nav Quintus as the as the main event would have been that would have been the heat getting into Formula One. Well, let me tell you, Tio uh, Lopez and Tank, a fucking steamroll Shakur, steamroll. I honestly would have, before that, I would have picked Stevenson to handle, be able to handle Tank. I'm not, like, school him or anything, but he would have been able to handle it. But no, I'm not I'm not certain of that anymore. And I, I hope we never, ever get the fight made for Devin Haney and Shakur. No. Oh, my God. Lowest ticket sales of the century. What would oh. be lower? The number of punches thrown? Or ticket sales. Punches <laughs> thrown. They that, buy enough that's... tickets themselves to hand out to make it look good. Imagine instead of getting paid after a fight, you gotta pay for the fight because no one showed up. <laughs> that's what it'd be like. It's a negative check. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, never let that fight happen. Never ever let that fight happen. I don't care. Uh, a few years ago, uh, David Avanesian was fighting Shane Mosley Sr. At, not too far from me. And Shane Mosley himself was like riding his bike around the... The, the entertainment area nearby is called Westgate. He was biking around Westgate trying to sell tickets himself. Jesus. Yeah. That's awful. how the mighty have fallen. Mm. But uh, Stevenson, that was terrible. Um, I know that you're listening. So do better next do time. Do better. Do better next time, buddy. I know you can. I've seen you do it. Uh, moving along in Manchester, Queensberry Promotions. I really try. I tried to watch these. I could not get into it really. Um, some of them were okay, but so Harry Scarf uh, unanimous decision over Echo Esuman. These are welterweights. Dude, what a crazy name! Yeah, Harry Scarf. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh, Solomon. I didn't even hear how they pronounced it. Uh, Dacres, Dacres. First, Michael Webster is a majority decision for Solomon. And uh, Liam Davies, 
against a stoppage in five over Vincenzo Lafamina. This one was actually pretty entertaining. The, the fourth and fifth rounds were really entertaining here. So uh, worth checking out the highlights. Um, Liam Davies does not look at all like what I was expecting. He looks like a fucking dweeb that learned how to fight. <laughs> but obviously he's doing something right. So there. His name is Liam. I picture a nerdy guy when <sighs> they're called Liam. I have I have feelings about that name. <laughs> They're oh. not very good. Huh? It's a tale for another time. Uh, Nick Ball gets the UD over Isaac Dogbay. These Let's are go. featherweights. So I know, uh, Drip, you were big on Nick Ball, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, buddy. What did you see? About, what impressed you most in this? Honestly, his combinations and just his punch output, he could keep going True. for rounds. It yeah. like he was not tired. Um, he got clipped a lot, though. His defense is definitely still a little lacking. He got wobbled, I think, a few times. But his combinations and output were spectacular. And he's, he's got some grit. He definitely no slouch. Do you think that maybe he wasn't worried about dog base power, and so he was more comfortable letting go? Could that have been a possibility, or...? See, just like I, shortcomings i don't know i would say shortcomings because again he got wobbled a few times it looks like so i think he was just risking it more than just not worry about his power okay hmm. but i don't know, i like nick ball a lot i think he's solid to watch um trying to think uh i saw people mentioning and i don't know if it was a joke but they were mentioning that uh dog bay had some another pretty entertaining and schizoid rant but i didn't see it after after i watched as i was watching it i didn't see it i'm not sure i didn't hear about that that was probably just them talking about dog bay in general it's also unfortunate um also unfortunate uh this uh nathan heaney majority decision over denzel bent uh bentley these are middleweights uh, it was it was entertaining for the bits that I watched. I didn't watch the whole thing, I admit. Um, I was mostly here for Nick Ball and Isaac Dogbay and a little bit of Liam Davies. Um, if I had not seen it was a stoppage for Davies, I wouldn't have watched it. But yeah, Nathan Heaney and Denzel Bentley put on a good fight. Hopefully they do that again because they are both good enough to beat each other up and also bad enough to get beaten up by the other guy. <laughs> So that's always entertaining. And it's two Brits beating each other up, so everyone wins here. Yeah, we all win. Win win. Everybody wins but the Brits. Uh right, let's move along to LA. Um let's go from the bottom up, because I didn't watch these. If you have anything to say about these two, please jump in. Uh, Jonathan Rodriguez stops Khalid Yafai in one. This was a ten-round fight. Yafai is completely washed. He needs to. He needs to retire. He was pretty bad like, against when he got dropped by ancient uh, Chocolatito. Yeah. No. This. This was bad. Yeah. Like somebody needs to take away his license to fight. Bad. I gotta go check it out then. He got viciously knocked out. Oh, damn. I mean, KO1s like, typically are vicious, but 
Well, he wasn't like knocked out cold on the canvas, but every every shot landed and every shot rattled him. And he just, he's done. He needs to walk away before something bad happens. Ah, poor bastard. Poor guy. Uh, I remember him being one of the dark horses at a superfly super flyweight when uh, Roman Gonzalez, Juan Francisco Estrada. Oh wait, he retired. Did he? Yeah, he retired uh, this morning. Looks like actually. All right. Well. <laughs> oh, well, good. Good call. Good, good for work. him. <laughs> Said he. Yeah, he retired. Wow. Good for him. Uh, that is the right decision after that performance. It was almost sad. All right, a women's title changes hands. The WBA Super Bantamweight uh, champion, previous champion, Myerlin Rivas, gets uh, just edged out by Erica Hernandez, who was the third-rated contender in the WBA. Again, didn't see it, so I'm not sure if there's anything worth highlighting here. Uh, it, it was a pretty <clears throat> fun fight. There were lots of punches thrown. Erica Hernandez is a bit of a swarmer and uh, uh, swarming types. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good fight. It's worth a worth a watch. Right. But I also like Erica Hernandez because she's a pressure swarmer who just eats punches. Like <laughs> she did not care. She was getting countered and just walking through it. Take two it to fun. give four. Take two. Well, take four to give two, maybe. Uh, but okay. But I, I agreed with the decision. I was glad she won, but it was close. And I saw people online thought it should have went the other way. Well, when it's a majority decision, that's uh, fair enough. Or, no, oh, this is okay. It's kind of, ar it's arguable, I would suppose. Uh, yeah. All right, the main event was Diego Pacheco. He stops Marcelo Coceres in the ninth, if I memory serves uh, these are super middleweights it was a 10 round 10 rounder um, they had some fucking stuff belt things that aren't real around uh, they were talking about Diego Pacheco being rated highly in ev all four of the major sanctioning bodies so that's good um, like I had him at five and three in I want to say the IBF and WBC, but I don't recall off the top of my head. Regardless, uh, so Diego Pacheco, is he in the conversation of the top super middleweights? Mm. Define top. What would you say top is? Well, I'm going to say not Benavidez, not Canelo, because those are too high. Definitely out of his reach. Mm -hmm. mm, Caleb Plant. Billy Joe Saunders. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I would say right below them. Right below. Let me yeah. let me pull this up. You know, everyone's favorite box rec. So we all know how, how accurate, accurate that is. <laughs> how accurate it is. Yeah. yeah, I I think knocking on the door of the top, maybe. He's still only twenty-two. I didn't think Pacheco looked that good to start with. He did not in this fight. But uh, once he remembered that he likes to throw punches, <laughs> I think like once he gets comfortable, like that's when he's in his zone. I don't know if he gets like is it like stage fright or something, or maybe uh, Coceres was a little tougher than he expected. 
because he was tougher than I was expecting to. I thought this was kind of since it, this was his first fight, like in his home part of LA. Mm. So I thought maybe it was a little bit of that. Maybe maybe we give a you do a Pacheco and um, Durrell next for a big test. So we got Pacheco at number fifteen. Above him is uh, Beck the Bully. Ooh, that'd be a fun fight. Uh, Pacheco and Beck would be fun. That would be I, I would like yeah. to see that. Man, pressure Beck versus Rangy Pacheco. That's good stuff. Uh, Oslis Iglesias. Uh, I don't know who that is. Uh, Edgar Berlanga at number 12. Oh, actually, Berlanga and him would be fun too. Pacheco Berlanga. pretty trash. He is. Uh, he's good enough to be a decent test. Yeah, I like that actually. <clears throat> uh, William Skull. Great one. <laughs> That's a good name, dude. Go with that. Never change, buddy. Never yeah, change. keep keep that going. Uh, Vladimir Shishkin. I don't know enough to say. I know his name, but I don't know enough to say about him. Uh, David Morrell. Fucking negative. Do not do that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, Caleb Plant, maybe a little yeah. bit out of reach. Yeah, out of reach though. Dervianchenko? Ah, uh, too out of reach though. You think so? I think he's too much of a technician. Huh. But, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually. He's yeah. old. He's really old. He, I was going to say, he is kind of older, but that's a tough I don't one know. to call. Dervianchenko's looked good lately though. He did look yeah. good against the uh, Mungia. That's just too tough of a call. I would say it's too soon to be on too the safe soon? side. Too soon? Okay. Um, Christian and Beely. Like, Pacheco's pretty young, isn't he? He's 22. 22. Yeah, I, I don't think you need to, to push him up that fast. Not yet. All right. Uh, Christian and yeah. who is 28, he's he he is a, another like swarmer type, heavy high pressure, high output. Uh, man, that's uh. That's that sounds really good. He's rated higher than a lot of these guys, but I don't think that he really deserves it. Well, That'd be a good step up, then, actually. Yeah, Mbili would be a good step up. Uh, John Ryder. Uh, I don't think. I so. don't know. I don't think so. That'd be, be kind of tough. Ryder's the one that looks like a gorilla, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. I don't think he's quite ready for him yet. Um, Andre, I'm going to say no. No. Munguia, as much as I dislike him, no. Uh, Benavidez, no. And Alvarez, no. No. Uh, yeah, Berlanga, Beck. I, I like the Beck fight. Yeah, the Beck one's a I good... Think, that's a good fight. I think Pacheco beats him, but... I think it'd be fun. It'll be fun while it lasts. Beck is a... Uh, he can be reckless. Yeah, uh, I think I think Beck gets timed and just knocked out, but... What about Zach Parker? Um, I know his name, but I don't know enough about him, so I can't really tell you. Uh, yeah, yeah, 29 years old. 20... I think 24 and 1, is it? 23 and 1, sorry. Yeah, 24. Wow. 23 and 1, 29 years old. Ooh. He oh, lost to I John Ryder. Him. Yeah, this I might... saw the Ryder fight. 
This might not be too bad, actually. Jesse Hart is decent. If you want to keep it in the U.S. Either way, it looks like Pacheco has like some options. He has options. Not, let's not reach too far for him. Carlos Gongora. He just uh, last time I saw him, he lost to Imbili, and that was and very entertaining. Gongora's super tough. But uh, enough of that. So yeah, Diego Pacheco. He's moving up the ladder. He's got options, and he's got Eddie. Eddie money behind him. Daddy Hearn. Yep. All right, let's move into our preview section here from the November 19th to December 2nd. Uh, really quickly, uh, Nikita Zhu is fighting Dylan Biggs. It's, in, it's an Australian thing, so, you know, if you want to catch that on a Wednesday, well, for us, Wednesday morning or something, that's that'll be kind of fun. Dude, I totally mixed up uh, Nikita Zhu with the Nikita Abibi. What was it? Abibi? I don't know what the fuck his last name is, but I totally mixed them up for a second. I honestly thought Nikita was a girl's name until I saw the second name. <laughs> uh, could still be. Oh. All right. Uh, another a Queensberry card. Uh, this is Liam Williams. That Liam Williams versus uh, Florian Cardos. Middleweights. I, they don't have the number of rounds decided yet. So that's kind of telling. Uh, that's on Friday, November 24th. Now, on the 25th, we got two. We have the rematch. Chantel Cameron versus Katie Taylor. Super lightweight. Undisputed. Chantel Cameron's trying to run it back. Katie Taylor... Rematch, uh, what is it? Revenge or I don't, I don't know the repeat, repeat or revenge, repeat or revenge. There you go, that's the one. Uh, but um, the rest of the card doesn't look very appealing. Uh, I just picked out the two that I kind of thought were worth discussing a little bit. Uh, Gary Coley versus Reese Mold. Um, Gary Coley is the guy. Who got uh, stopped by uh, Jose Felix, I think it was. So that's kind of fun. Uh, ten round lightweights. And boxing sweetheart Sky Nicholson versus Lucy Wildheart. These are featherweights. Sky Hearn? Uh, Nicholson Hearn. That's right. Okay. She's hyphenating. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of Sky, to be honest. I don't know why. I just don't really like her. I don't know. I don't know much about her, like personally. I, there's only just like one key fact <laughs> that I have. Otherwise, I don't. I, it's real. I'm here for the memes. That's really it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, uh, Mrs. Matchroom. Wildheart is a great last name for a boxer, though. Quite. Yeah. Right. Also, the lion from Care Bears. His name was Wildheart. <laughs> Do we think Sky wins this? Or oh, I'm certain that uh, Eddie set his his mistress up properly. His mistress. <laughs> the Great. line from Care Bears. <laughs> oh. 
what, what it is. That is his name. Wildheart. Wildheart. That's, yeah. That's great. I'm. Oh fuck! It really is. I'm taking it because uh, that's. Uh, no, wait, I am. Wait, the... it's, no, it's Wonderheart, isn't it? No. Wonderheart was the pink one that used to babysit the twins. I think. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Let me get let me get Care Bears off my Google search history before <laughs> start asking questions. This is great. Oh. Uh, well, at least you're not a brony, I guess. We start looking up like Sky Nicholson. Or <laughs> uh, oh no, I am wrong. I am wrong. When you Google Wildheart from Care Bears, you get some fox I've never seen. So. Oh no. <laughs> Um, let's go to the PBC card. Uh, it's a PBC pay-per-view on Showtime. Last Showtime fight ever. Showtime boxing is done after this. Wah, wah, wah. <clears throat> All right, so from the bottom up, uh, just a couple of ones that are worth, I think, worth keeping an eye on. Uh, Vito Milnicki versus Alexis Flores. These are 10-round super welterweights. Sergey Lipinets, welcome back. Um, versus Michelle Rivera, also welcome back. Uh, Twelve round super lightweights. Jermal Charlo versus Jose Benavides. Weird fight. Very but... weird. Uh, Ten round middleweights. Go off though. Yeah, yeah. Got to see what's up after almost three years away. Yeah, dude's been away for three years. Dude's been shot. This is a crazy ass fight to set up. <laughs> Uh, Hector Garcia is finally back versus Lamont Roach. 12-round super featherweights, WBA title on the line. This is uh, Hector Garcia's first fight since uh, Tank, like, messed up his eyes in a very serious way. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how how they are doing. Yeah, Definitely, these are get-backs for Jermall and Hector. Uh, Lamont is not a whole lot. So, uh, I believe he campaigns at 126. So, pulling him up. And he's not a puncher at that weight. So, definitely not pulling him up as a serious challenge. Uh-huh. And co-main, Subriel Matias versus Shojahon Ergashev. IBF super lightweight title on the line. I don't know who Ergashev is, but I saw people were excited about him for some reason. I don't know what it is. Not a clue. Uh, I'm just going to see if I recognize his face. Oh, I do recognize his face. I've seen him fight, but I I don't remember anything. And in the main event, David Benavides versus Demetrius Andrade. Super middleweight fight. Good stuff. We talked about this last time we recorded because I had overshot. Our, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to cut in that audio because it was fucking funny. So there's that. But uh, Benavides versus Andre, I'm, I don't know. Like, we were really talking about not if Andre really has a chance to win. It's just like how long does he last? Does he see to the end or not? Yeah, I'm not so yeah. sure. I don't think so. Caleb what if he does Plant. win? Caleb Plant barely fucking made it. Yeah, you, that was a what if he does win. That was asked last time, and I said, I'll say the same thing. I will shit in my own pants. 
if Andre beats Benavides. I would be in complete disbelief. I would not be able to control my anything, let alone my bowels. So your bowel movement? Yeah. Benavides losing to Andre would be unbelievable. It's it, it really is a little bit too comical to consider. So uh, hear me out. Let's play like a little bit of devil's advocate. Where do we actually rate uh, Andre? Like, is he really that bad? Or no. did he always just oversell himself too much and never got any good fights? Yes, he overvalued himself and priced himself out of a lot of good uh, good fights. I know he is decent, but I know that he's also... his. He can be hit, and he has been put down by much lower opposition than David Benavides. Mm-hmm. So it, unless he has refined himself beyond that, which I, I honestly don't think he has. I think he's one of those guys that's like stuck in his ways or he's set in his ways because he hasn't been really challenged or tested yet. So he has no right. reason to think that he has to, that he needs to change anything. So that's why I'm not so sure that he has a lot, a good chance of going to the, going the distance with Benavides, let alone beating him. So I'm not sure. Tough call. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like he's not bad at all, like Andrade, but or Andrade, sorry. But I guess we just haven't really seen him against like good competitions really test that. Yep. Colantis Fox put him down. But if Lord, he... if he wins. Oh, yes, I'll lose my mind. Leo will show himself. I will show it in my pants. You heard it here first. I'm. Would rather not, but I can send you a photo of it. If I'd you will. Per- prefer not to see it. Yeah, <laughs> prefer I not to. Would rather not have to do that. I think, but... I think the expression is enough for me. Yeah. Uh, thank you. It's a it's a figurative shitting of the pants. Uh, man, I'm not sure. I'll just cut in the audio that we had before. Mm-hmm. So because we, we had a lot of fun there. All right, it took me a second, but I was able to find it. This is the audio that got cut from the last release. This is about uh, Benavides and Andre. It's the card in Vegas. It is Benavides versus Andre. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's go from the bottom up here. Hector Garcia is back. Fucking finally back he's defending his wba belt against lamont roach i don't there are too many garcias i have to look up which one's hector he's the one with bald head goatee got knocked out by tank um okay Okay. and lamont roach is uh, it's obvious what this is this is just a get back i looked up hector garcia and got a local cpa in my area so (laughs) makes perfect sense uh, moving up the card, we have uh, Subriel Matias versus uh, Shojahon Ergashev. This is the IBF 140. Some people were high, like when when the undercard was announced, people, some people in Discord were really excited about Ergashev because I, I don't know who this guy is. Yeah, I don't, those things don't sound familiar. He's 23 and 0. Uh, I'm not seeing anybody on his record that I recognize. 
Yeah, I, I'm not sure what it is about him. He's uh, he's another Uzbek, so there's going to be some decent talent there. Oh, I feel like I have seen him before, though. His alias, his nickname is the Descendant of Tamerlane. That is not a good nickname. Wh Wait, I'm so huh? What his, was that? His nickname is the Descendant of Tamerlane. I'm sorry. Okay. Like a like a video game. Descendant of Tamerlane. Uh, no way. It's a... no way. Him and his team sat around and said, "Yeah, man, that's a good nickname." It's a <laughs> it's a Mongolian warlord. And he his Tamerlane is what he was called in another language, but he's his name is Timur. Yeah, sold. I think still not sold. It's similar to saying descendant of like Genghis Khan. Yeah, 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 yeah that's actually really a really good uh, analogy there. His empire was around modern day Afghanistan, Iran. Parts of Central Asia. It's still not a good nickname. It's no, it's absolutely it's, not. There's no way. There's no way his team, his manager, family all sat around and said, "Yeah, good one." Go with that. Or yeah, totally he good. suggests it, and everyone's like, mm, "Are you sure? Like, you don't want to? <laughs> you maybe want to come up with another one?" And he's very <laughs> insistent that he's going to be that. Yeah, you sure? Hey, listen, bro, get it how you live. <laughs> all right then. You sure you don't want to be like fucking elephant dong or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want to be elephant dong. Okay, fine. Sure. Uh, right. So that is that. The, uh, Shojahan elephant dong Ergashev. That's what we're calling him now. That's the official, the official uh, Lux Media line. So that's for the IBF title. I don't know enough about Ergashev to really say anything. Um, I just know that Matias is a beast. Has a uh -huh. literally has a body count. So yeah. Oh. Yeah. I understand. Yes. Um all right. Main event. David Benavides, twelve rounder against Demetrius Andrade. Wait, is isn't uh Charlo and Jose Benavides on this? Yes, board? that's right. It's not on uh my source here. Hold on a second. Let me see if... I'm just on the PBC website. Jose cracked out in this picture. They used a terrible picture. Holy shit, dog. I yeah. have more complete information than fucking BoxRec. Uh -huh. Alright, I'm, I'm only using myself as a source now. I'm just gonna put, like, sources say, and it's just gonna be mean me. Uh, yeah. Source, trust me, bro. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Jamal Charlo's back. Uh, bless his heart. Finally, he's back. The WBC middleweight champion, uh, quote unquote, versus Jose Benavidez Jr., who is a quote unquote middleweight. He's absolutely not. Uh, this is uh, this is just the get back. Charlo's going to beat the shit out of Benavidez, assuming that Charlo's fit mentally and physically. He's just going to beat beat the Christ out of Benavidez. <sighs> Yeah, I was gonna say, how are we gonna see Charlo coming back? Like, I'm not sure. A lot of questions and answers. Yeah, there really is a lot of questions coming into this. He does always look physically fit. Yes. But, I mean, looks can be deceiving as well. 
Man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to side with Charlo winning. Oh, Benavides but... is beyond shot. Pun absolutely intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. In a pro. Yeah. Yeah, quite. <laughs> Man, I even if he wins this, like, he's he's got Carlos Adamas breathing down his neck. Like, where, where's my title shot? I'm the interim champion while you were off you know, figuring out what you had to figure out. I've been fucking stacking bodies over here. What are you? What either, have you done? Yeah, what have you been doing? <laughs> you either give me that shit or get in the ring. So we'll see how Charlo looks. I think that is what the biggest thing to take away from this is. How does he look in his return? Anything well, more on Charlo? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So the yeah, uh, yeah the twelve round super middleweight David Benavides. He changed his name. He's no longer the red flag. He's now the Mexican monster. Which is terrible. Yes. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, you are not the monster. There is only one monster. You can't have the same nickname. Demetrius Andre is finally doing something. Questionable. (laughs) Um, Honestly, predictions. Uh, Let's bang them out. For this one, uh, Benavides by KO and the uh, give me the eighth round. When did uh plant did plant get stopped? I think, or was that a decision? I don't remember. Let me take a look real quick. Plant versus Benavides is a UD. I think was a stoppage. No, it was a UD. I just checked. So there's. I'm, so yeah, if that's the case, if Plant went the distance, I'm gonna give Andre under. Uh, the, I'm going with the ten as the under. Okay. Ten or less. So we're giving Andrade absolutely no chance, right? Is that what we're aiming towards here? Yeah, this yeah. is um, kind of a formality for Benavides here. Yeah, I uh, I was also gonna pick around, so. I don't think anybody thinks Andrade's gonna make the bell, really. That would be that would be his victory and defeat is not getting stopped. Because if Alonso's nah, Fox I... can fucking deck you, like Benavides is going to sleep you. But now imagine he wins though. <laughs> this would be another instance of where I shit my fucking pants. <laughs> except this is in a bad way. <laughs> Usyk winning is in a good way. Yeah, this this one's in the worst way. This one I go on a bender in the worst way possible. Yes. Wake up in a gutter instead of a different state. <laughs> Wake up in the trenches. I really don't like Android either. I I think he should just slowly disappear. I thought he had. I, mean, I thought he was. It seemed like he was going in that direction. Then PBC picked him back up. Yeah, but why? Why didn't they just let him fade into non-existence? He's uh, he's a known enough quantity to be marketable. I guess. I don't like the guy either. So, I'm I'm really trying to look at this from like a put my business hat on. And... There's just not much to really say about this fight. Right. Like we can't make a case for him. It's the worst part. Uh, right, moving along. Why did I? Why are these out of order? Uh, the Wednesday before, on the twenty second, the same day as the uh, 
Nikita Zoo fight is a Pro Box TV card. Wednesday night fights. Um, go definitely check that out because they're really fun. <clears throat> um, all right, Friday, December first, a Philly, another renowned author, Tevin Farmer, oh, is no. fighting Patrick Okine. Okine, Okine. I'm saying Okine. Patrick Okine. These are super featherweights, eight rounds. Uh, at the 2300 in Philly, PA. There you go. I apparently missed Farmer's last two fights. Yeah. I think. So did everyone else. The last, the last one I saw was against Joseph Diaz. And he had a really weird witch going on at the end. Do you guys remember that? Uh, I'll be honest, I don't. I can't say I do. Okay, when... It's just because people were uh, on the internet making fun of his eyes. And that is not what I was talking about. Uh, after the fight, when they were interviewing him, he kept, like, his eyes would jerk to the left and his head would twitch. It really looked like something had been kind of messed up in his head, which ah. is why I was surprised to see he well, was he, still fighting. He's been on really easy fights, short time frames and very unheralded opposition yeah well so that diaz fight was in 2020 and he's had two fights in 2023 against people i've never heard of yep so i wonder if there wasn't actually some damage done in that fight that gave him that weird twitch in the interviews could be I haven't heard anything about no. it, though. It could be worth looking into. Uh, like, I haven't heard anyone talking about it, but after the podcast, just go watch that interview after that fight. There's something really weird going on. Just can't believe he has a book. <laughs> it's how to improve your boxing. I mean, it's the, the fighter's Bible. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe I'll try to get in touch with R&B promotions. See if I can ask him what's up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this Twitch right here, man. What's going on? But well, you know, I, I'm curious because no, but... it's good to see that he's back. But what the hell was that? <laughs> yeah, like I, I was worried about it. Like, not that I know him or anything, but you never like to see people get permanently injured. Absolutely. And then I hadn't heard anything about him for three years, so I was surprised to see you had him on the outline. I kind of thought he had quietly retired. Oh, no. He is quietly returning. And we here at B-Sides Boxing and Lux Media in general are very much behind Tevin Farmer, all-American lad from from Philly. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves fighters <laughs> Everyone, from Philly. Everybody loves Tevin Farmer. He's great. <laughs> I bet yeah. you he got into yeah. boxing because people bullied him. So I always like when those guys do well. That would not surprise me if that was the case. But yeah, uh, really glad to see it. Uh, any more accolades or uh, uh, adoration to pour onto Tevin Farmer before we move along? Not he always it. has good color combos. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> his outfits are pretty slick. They really are. Yeah. Um, who is not slick? Mickey fucking Conlon. He's back. <laughs> Uh, uh, what the hell? In Belfast. I have the, oh. I have the 
mention in passing ticks because I like I'm really trying to limit myself from shitting on Mickey Conlon as much as I can. Um, I actually kind of like Mickey Conlon. He got he used to be with Top Rank. Yeah. It, am I am I goofing here? Hold, hold no, he second. used to be. Hold on a second. I He's won't... had a couple fights with Match Matchroom. He's been on the zone twice. So this, yeah, okay, this is with Matchroom. I'm I'm pretty sure that he fought uh, Venado, who was that was a uh, Queensberry slash top rank. That was uh, Luis Lopez, um, Karim Guerfi. That's fucking weird. All right, whatever. Um, I don't know why I even looked into it. I don't care one bit. Um, I don't know who Jordan Gill is, but I really hope he wins. Jordan Gill's also fought on DAZN a couple times. He's he's not bad, but I I think Conlon's gonna beat him. If he's not bad, then I'm I'm riding with him. Anything anything to see Mickey Conlon knocked out of the fucking ring again. Uh, Tyrone McKenna versus Lewis Crocker, welterweights is the co-main. Um, yeah, that I, it was about that point when I realized, like, I really don't care about the rest of it. So, you know, if you want to talk about that shit, hit, hit me up in Discord. We'll talk all about it. Uh, I haven't seen more of the card being announced yet. It, I might have escaped me. Uh, but uh, the uh, Golden Boy has a card in Houston at the Toyota Center. It's Ryan Garcia. He's back versus Oscar Duarte. 12 rounds at lightweight. This is being billed at. Not super light. So I'll have to check. Make sure I got my shit right. But yeah, Ryan Garcia is back. Still some time to go, so I think... Yeah, I don't know. We'll, well, I guess we'll find out more in the coming days. I'll put it. I'll post up info on social media as it becomes available. Um, I am not a Ryan Garcia fan. So. Pretty boy. Yeah. Also, he has the worst tattoos in boxing. I swear to God. Uh, I don't. I don't know about that dog. I mean, uh, I don't know about <laughs> the worst. There's some pretty bad ones out there. Yeah. They're every cliche. You can hit. They're, they don't go together at all. Oh, speaking of tattoos, the fights yesterday, the one guy had two unicorns kissing on his peck, and it was the best thing I've ever seen. What? Yeah, uh, I got a How did I not see, see this? What? I thought that one cat meme, huh? Yeah, uh, Coseries. Co Co I'm pretty what? sure. Coseries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had two unicorns kissing on his left peck. I fucking butchered Coseri's name, and my king, my thing came up as cougars. That's not what I wanted. <laughs> I mean, I do. I'm, I'm wrong. But, uh, was it two unicorns? Here, yeah. I, I got it. Yep, that, that's two unicorns. Yeah, fucking two unicorns kissing. kissing. That's two unicorns. Check this out. I'm gonna put it in the chat here. Too, son of a bitch, it really is. What the fuck? I think it's great. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I respect it. It's pretty tough. What's the story behind it? I, that's what I would like no to know. No idea. Well, this initials got looks a like name over top of it. I think it looks like initials L and M. I'm assuming M is for Marcelo. Who's is he? Is he married? Probably. Anyway, 
I like yeah, that. Yeah, fun, fun fact. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Ryan Garcia's tats, not as cool as that. Apparently. They are not. They're all cliche. <clears throat> I know he has, like, lions lion. and crowns and stuff. Have you seen the sword with the crowns going down his back? That one is pretty cool. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Ryan Garcia. He's got the Ameri uh, like Mexican swallows. I don't know. They're just all cliches. It's like he walked in and was like, I want to look like a boxer, please. <laughs> That's a good I got to fix my, my Google search history. Uh, all right. So he Bro. has on his left peck a, t a lion with a crown. And then on mm -hmm. the right peck, he has a lion with something. But I can't tell what it is. Uh, I'd have to pull up a picture to remember where they all are, but he's got a swallow somewhere, too. Uh, he, it looks like a dove on his right shoulder. I think he's gotten more yes. lately as well. I don't know. I just don't really like Ryan Garcia, <laughs> and any reason to hate on him is a good reason. <laughs> All right. My fucking my Google history is Care Bears and Ryan Garcia. This is terrible. And uh, Tevin Farmer. <laughs> and Tevin Farmer's damn book. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. If we're done shitting on Ryan Garcia's tattoos, got a little bit of nerd news on the way out. Okay. All right. Let's get to it. So the Nevada State Athletic Commission announced new uh, what like drug testing thresholds that they're going that will be considered acceptable or not, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. So the first one that they mentioned is the selective androgen receptor modulators. Um, this is 0.1 nanograms per milliliter of testing fluids. This is um, not a steroid in and of itself, but it is steroid adjacent. It's, um, I think it does the, like, stamina kind of thing. Yeah, I think it makes it so your body's more efficient yes. at using hormones. And next, we have the same, same number, uh, 0.1 nanograms per milliliter is... It's GW501516 and any of its metabolites. This is known on the market as and wait, hold on a second, let me make sure. Endurable. That's what it is. So it's a stamina booster. Uh, it's been ruled out of uh, use, not just because it's a performance enhan enhancing substance, but it does cause accelerated cancer growth in a few different uh, internal organs. I am so sorry. I did the thing. Excellent. Left. Oh, that's fine. Um, let's see. Didn't even notice. Uh, yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I was in the middle of a nerd <laughs> shit. So, uh, next one is called uh, dehydrochloromethyl testosterone. Um, it's a fucking steroid. It's Turinabol is the market name. That's another 0.1 nanograms per milliliter. And clomiphene, you may remember this from uh, Connor Ben, another 0.1 nanograms per milliliter. It's a women's infertility medication, but an off-label usage is testosterone boost in men or uh, regulation in, 
I forget the name of it, but for um, older men whose um, testosterone production isn't up to snuff. So, but for like a younger athlete, it's going to make you a fucking monster, right? And the last one, this is 0.2 nanograms per milliliter, is epitrenbolone. It's a trenbolone. It's a trenbolone metabolite, which is a straight up fucking steroid. Um, these thresholds, yeah, it, it, this isn't like Nevada clamping down on anything in particular. These thresholds are already in place in California and in uh, USADA. Any organization that uses USADA for testing. Um, one thing that they did change uh, was that if you get caught with abnormal levels or above acceptable levels of this, it's not considered, it's not an immediate suspension and fine like it used to be. It's being, it, it is ruled an atypical result and further investigations will happen after that. Uh, B samples and all the rest of it. So that's kind of fun. Uh, I think the the clomiphene one is a direct result of Connor Ben. Uh, the other ones are just uh, Nevada getting in line with the other major sports, uh, other state athletic commissions. Um, I imagine New York will be uh, following suit soon enough. So there you go. I'm California lets the one in that's ruled cancerous. Yeah. Uh, the, the California en- loves labeling everything as cancerous. The Endurable. Yeah. That one, yeah, that's kind of weird. They're really big on making sure that you know bananas are can- cancerous and stuff. Your bananas? mattresses. So one that- of my mattresses had a tag that said, this is not for sale in California because it causes cancer. Oh, shenanigans oh lord california's at it again it's one of those things like if everything's (laughs) an emergency then fucking nothing's an emergency all right so if you keep telling me everything causes cancer then i'm just gonna stop paying attention because it's too much and i'm fine fuck i don't care i'm eating skittles i don't care (laughs) uh that was a really fun thing to end on uh so I'll uh, I'll try to put some put some markers in here for people to cut ahead and uh, avoid the chemistry lesson. Just something to keep an eye on. Like if if they're doing this, something is up. It could be good trying to cut, uh, clamp down on PED use, or it could be that they're like loosening restrictions a little bit, or like the the pop being atypical result warranting further investigation is a little bit of a veer from tradition and that's kind of how they let how guys can get away with popping for something yeah it's uh yeah whatever uh, keep an eye on those and let's get ourselves out of here <clears throat> uh, 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 other shows on lux media network uh ultimate fucking casual we didn't re- record today but we'll, we will be in a few days so if you like mma definitely go check that out hard shell tacos is a slice of life thing i do with a relative of mine progressive patriots uh it's a political show and uh yeah if uh the word progressive bothers you then eat shit and i don't care uh, <laughs> last one is um it's kind of a new one it's ooky spooky stuff it's uh oh. it's a daily 
every weekday we do a um, tarot and oracle and like astrology stuff. So whatever, if you if you're into that kind of shit, if you're into ooky spooky stuff, definitely go check that out. Uh, I make my skepticism known every single episode, so that's fun. Uh, another thing is internet stuff, interacting with social media posts, rating and reviewing whatever show on your preferred podcast platform really does help a lot more than you may realize. So our socials handles is LVX Media Net on everything. If you want to contact us, uh, if you have a comments, question about anything that was discussed, uh, lvxmedia.net, hit the B-Sides boxing button, and there you go. There's a phone number for texting and calling, anonymous, unattended, or email address if that's what you prefer. Um, merch. Yeah, I've been uh, putting some stuff together. Uh, oh, Drip yeah. put something together, and it actually looks really good. Um uh, the drip collection is available. It's <laughs> lvxmedia.net slash shop. And that'll that'll bring you to everything. We we have a <laughs> a, a chibi Japanese monster boxer. Can't it's adorable. Can't uh, specify who that is. <laughs> but uh, if you know who <laughs> if you know Japanese boxing, then uh, you know who that is. So there you go. Um, I'm also working on a, uh, what is it, bronze heavyweight American bomber. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. I'm listening. Yeah. uh, Still working on it. Um, Still trying to figure some stuff out. But it'll be up. Um, I'll post on socials when it's up. So let's get to parting words. Anything to plug? Anything to say? Anything to... You want to quote uh, uh, Eddie Hearn's book? Uh, I gotta look at the chapters again. Um, let me go last. I I don't have anything. Stay frosty. <laughs> Stay frosty. Out. I like that. Um, fuck. I can't look at this now. But send I, um, a nastygram to Rakuten. Get yeah. Sonata in the fucking fights. Stop being jerks. Stop being racist. <laughs> um, gotcha right here. Okay, so. It's still fuck Tyson Fury. Um, try something new this week. Whether it's a new food, new genre of music, new gym, try something new. Um, and check out the merch collection if you use the code DRIP. Leo might give you 10% off your purchases. <laughs> I can't promise that. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Right. If there's nothing else, then that's going to do it. Thanks for listening to this episode of B Sides Boxing. Peace out. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you have any questions or comments on what was discussed or have a topic you'd like to hear on the podcast, you can leave a message on our unattended phone line at 833-589-7637. That's 833-LUX-PODS. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lvxentertainment.net.